Okay, so for the first time since October 2020, <laughs> I have Kat here to... I don't think they could hear you. What's up? So I have Kat here and yeah, October 2020 was the first and only time I've interviewed her on here and she's back with some new life stories and experiences with <laughs> her recovery and sobriety and all that fun stuff. So um, if you want to, I mean, we don't have time for the whole year and a half difference. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to give us an update of where you were. Well, the last time you guys heard from me, um, I was uh, still in my disease. Um, and I didn't want, I actually didn't want recovery at that moment. So I relapsed a few times since, um, but I came back in June and um, I've learned a lot of things over the uh, last year and a half. Um, and yeah. What, okay, cool. So I love how you said you lot you learned a lot of things in the yes. past year and a half because that that literally leads into the topic. <laughs> oh, you're smart. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I learned was that I didn't have to drink anymore. Um, like that wasn't like the option. Um, I didn't have to. Um, like hide what I was feeling or hide anything really. Um, I I learned how to be honest with myself and um, it's a work in progress, but I'm uh, honest with other people. It's hard. Yes, like I just wanna be secretive and say, oh, you don't know anything, but um, like that's not the way to do it because eventually it's at yourself and you do end up either like going deeper and then relapse or recovering in which i have um and i have learned how to um like be aware of uh, healthy relationships. I'm still learning that. Um, also I, hard. Yes. <laughs> um, I've learned um, that I am not alone uh, no matter what. Um, I mean, I knew that um, a year and a half ago, but it's more deeper now. Um, like, I can't go uh, through this without, like, a higher power or, um, people around me that actually care about me, and, um, I learned how to listen. It's still a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just learned how to not be so freaking selfish anymore. Like, I've, uh, sponsored people like a, a girl through the steps and that was like freaking awesome mm -hmm. and um, I've 
just learn how to be like um not really just be into my shit and like help other people with their shit <laughs> um yeah I like when you mentioned honesty earlier because someone just said in a meeting my spirituality and I'm I'm butchering the quote but they said something like my spirituality is dependent on how honest I am you know and that that I can see where that's true because if you're if you're starting to lie again if you're if you're wanting to be secretive, there's probably a reason why you're wanting to be secretive. Yes. You're probably doing something or thinking something that you shouldn't be thinking. And that's that's definitely going to lead to some relapse or self-harm or harm to others. Or people just flat out leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not liking you. <laughs> yeah. And we're, that's, that's the... Experience. Yeah, and that's the opposite of what we're trying to yes. do Yes. <laughs> like, I like, um, I'm going to be honest, I like being liked. <laughs> it feels good. Yes, but not in a selfish way now. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> it's okay, the honesty. You got yes, it. Yes, honesty. <laughs> that is the key. <laughs> and sometimes it's really scary to be honest. Yes. Honestly, like, um, for those who are hearing and who can relate to this, I've struggled with honesty, like, literally my entire life. Like, before I, be I came into the program, um, I would lie about, like, relationships or who I was or, um, uh, or, like, Freaking as simple as like, did I clean my room? <laughs> but like, that's in uh, in recovery. I've learned that um, even those like small things can eat up at you because secrets do uh, keep us sick. And um, mm -hmm. before recently, like I was. Um, still sick even if I was uh like I've been sober for a while without wanting to go back out like I did a year and a half ago um I was not honest with other people I, I was kind of honest with myself but not really because it kept eating at my head so um it kept eating at me, and uh, like I wanted to tell people, but I didn't. And um, but finally, like it just completely like got to a point where I either say fuck it, I have to change this, or fuck it, fuck everything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I. Uh, Thankfully, did the right thing and was honest with myself and um, with others and um, got this situation out of my life. Um, but yeah, be honest. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you. Of course. Um, 
it's funny you said that because one of the things that I learned is um, learning to let things go and letting people go and that um, you you know you can't help anyone who doesn't want to help themselves yes I've that's a big one <laughs> for me because uh, the situation I talked about was somebody that I thought I could um, like it it's kind of like uh, treating it as I did with alcohol or um, anyone out there with the drug of choice um, like this time will be different mm. or this time um, this person will be that bad or um, like this situation when uh, go this way it can go my way I have the power to control it but honestly that's another thing that I've learned is like something in life most things in life <laughs> I have no control over, even if I, like, completely want that to be, but the world doesn't work like that, like, um, like, I don't control people, places, and things, and I don't want to let them control me, so I'm still, like, trying to learn how to let things go, um, but progress. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. Um, let's see, what do I want to talk about? Oh, maybe this is kind of related to what you're talking about. Um, another lesson learned, and it's one I'm still learning, especially when it comes to people who I have resentments for, is setting healthy boundaries. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, I'm still learning about that. Um, like with many um relationships that I have in my life um but yeah I'm still learning <laughs> sometimes um I talk to my sponsor about it and she tells me well she gives me kind of like little tips here and there of like how to word things so it's like okay well I'm not going to talk about this right now. I don't want to participate in this argument right now. Let's come back to it later. Or, you know, trying to set like different days or times where I'll allow myself to see someone, especially if they're kind of causing distress or problems. And being okay with the fact that I don't always have to see someone if if things aren't going okay or if they're causing issues in my life or their life or other lives others lives um i've also learned that it's uh sometimes when in arguments that this kind of leads into that but mm -hmm. like um with another person in my life um like i always argue and we always like uh we both want to be right about things both very stubborn um yeah she uh this person will sometimes get like uh controlling um and always wants to be right and uh, i do too sometimes um and like 
sometimes you just gotta be, even if you don't want to, uh, you just gotta say okay, and like, just let them, like, have that, and just let it go. Hmm. I think that leads into what I have here, the difference between reacting and responding. <laughs> I'm just, like, reading everything. You are. Uh, but, yeah, react, reacting and not reacting is, like, something that, um, especially with um, the person that I just talked about, like, uh, sometimes I just need to say okay or be okay with things not going my way. <laughs> um, because, like, I don't want to go keep going in circles and keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Just say okay and it's all good. Right. Right. Even if, like, in your head, you're just like, I want to be right, I want to be right, you're wrong, you're a piece of shit, I'm right. But no, that's not a good way to put things sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta say okay. Mm-hmm. Saying okay, just giving yourself that time to breathe and not blow up on them. Sometimes I want to blow up on people too, it just feels so yes. good. Yes. Until you have to make amends, because yeah. we do that now. Yes. <laughs> and what I've heard is like, if somebody is arguing with you and they want a reaction from you and you just like are, are calm, that kind of freaks them out and that mm. also makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. And that's great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I should. I'm just <laughs> Um, let's see, are there any other lessons that you learned? Like, I want to talk about some of those, but like, um, I don't want to interrupt you either. I can't think of any. Okay. Can you just talk about those? Okay. <laughs> Alright, so this one is kind of related to some of the steps. Aw, I love her too. Um, someone just sent me a text and said, love you. And it's someone in the fellowship, like, how sweet is that? Um, anyways, learning to have compassion for those who wronged me. It's something that I struggled with for the longest time. It's like, oh, they fucked me over. Fuck them. <laughs> you know, like, just wanting the worst for them when, um, I kind of showed this in the meeting, like, being able to see that. They also have a part and it's not always bad you know their truths are valid their feelings are valid and i have a part in we both have a part in it and um you know there's a reason why they do things there's a reason why i do things and just trying to see them for who they are and accept them um it really helps with being able to have compassion for them even if I disagree with them, even if I think that they still did me wrong, I can at least respect them. And that definitely helps. Um, can you relate to that? Um, compassion for people that I don't like? Or who have wronged you, yeah. Who have wronged me. Um, I, I don't think I have uh, struggled with that much because I, 
I'm one to give people the benefit of the doubt, but um, uh, sometimes too much benefit of the doubt. Um, and so I don't really think I have a problem. It's interesting that you said that. I used to like build walls up for the longest time where I didn't let people in or I didn't trust them and then now I'm in recovery I think I give people way too much benefit of the doubt to you <laughs> yeah and it's like oh wow I meet them once and I'm like they're a great person they could do no wrong blah 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 like um, I think it's like idealization or something I might have that term wrong so don't judge me um, and this is before I know anything about them and then I hear the truth and I'm just like, oh, well, I was wrong. Oops. Um, but I really try, like, until you fuck me over or lie to me and I find out, I really try to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Um, oh, the next one, I think this is, these next two are kind of like the same, but realizing I could no longer live life successfully on my own and then admitting I could never safely drink or use those were huge for me really just step one yeah um without that I would be dead right now there's no doubt I would be dead right now and I wouldn't have been able to experience all the beautiful things that I have today the past two and a half years the good and the bad the last time y'all heard from me um i while i was probably when i was doing the interview um and saying things just to put on a front um i was thinking in my um like i still thought i could drink safely because at the time um i uh had a case that just got dismissed and um, like I felt like um, I didn't really belong here anymore even if like throughout um, when I first came in in January in 2020 um, like when February hit and I like uh, got a sponsor and everything I started to kind of feel like I was uh, an alcoholic um, but when y'all heard from me um, that completely went out the window and I was already like in the I didn't start drinking yet but I still um, like had the thought like that reservation you know it was dismissed so you were cured <laughs> yes it was like the um, the DUI got dismissed so uh, you're not an alcoholic. That's the whole reason why you came in here anyway, right? But that was the insanity and um, and Like today I know I uh, I can't drink or use safely anymore um, because it is drink or die and those of uh, people who are listening who felt who feel the same way like um Relapses, uh, I felt like relapses aren't a part of every person's recovery, but I feel like for me, like, I learned that I was, uh, 
an alcoholic through those relapses mm -hmm. um, because like what is said all the time is like progressive and all that but like I've learned that obviously I can't do that shit no more um, because the next one could be me um, like the first relapse was under a park bench I could be under like a bridge next time or um, I could actually have like a DUI where I kill somebody or something else like that. Or not make it into the hospital like yes. you Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So. This shit works. If you work it. You just it. gotta want it. <laughs> um, another core lesson I have on my list is, um, let's see. Oh yeah. Like, Feeling, feeling unconditional love and actually getting to experience that. Like when I first came in here, everyone was like, oh, I love you. And I'm just like, you don't fucking know me. Just wait. Like once you get to know me, you're going to leave me and hate me like everyone else did. And that was my disease. That was my mental illness talking. And I just couldn't get past it for the longest time. But now that I've been here for so long and... You know, I still have these people in my life and I've been able to, you know, express the same love for other people and just be there for them. And like, no matter what, it's, it's crazy. Like all, you know, we've been through so much the past couple of years yes. and we're still here. We still put up with each other. Yes. <laughs> yes I like you. <laughs> I, I like you too. You're yeah. okay. <laughs> um, Okay, let's see what else. Oh, yes. Okay, another core lesson learned in recovery. Learning the dangers of complacency. Like, recently, you know, I... Things in my life have gotten really good. I have two jobs. I passed my RBT exam. I've been getting A's in my college courses. Finally. Um after that one bad semester yeah and it's just like i'm working so much i have no i have almost no time for free time so it's hard for me to make meetings and i use those things those good things that i got from being in recovery as an excuse not to be in recovery yeah and i found myself feeling like not spiritually dead like i was when i first came in the program but definitely off like something was missing like, although all these good things are going on, I'm still struggling. Yeah. Do you want to talk about complacency? Complacency? Um, like, I think when, um, like for me, um, being through the steps and stuff, like, um, I, uh, Every time I even think of like, oh, I can, um, I have, um, a job, I have all these things, I can't, um, not just stop the program because, um, if I do, I'm honestly, like, farther away from that first drink than somebody that has, like, two days, mm -hmm. um, and, um, 
like today um, today is still a struggle so I don't really have complacency right now with everything um, but uh, like I just try to just keep moving like keep moving through life you know it's all we can do yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see oh just another thing on here is realizing my purpose in life like the fact that I feel like I have a purpose in life and it's to help others even professionally which is pretty cool um, oh another one learning to love myself and realizing I was actually worthy of getting help so when I came in here I didn't think I was worth it or that anyone should waste their time on me um, I don't know I just thought I was hopeless and I wasn't gonna stick to any of it so why try We just have a few more. Awesome. I know you're getting antsy. No, <laughs> no? you're good. This is fun. Okay. Um, oh, the next one is another lesson learned is that it's empowering to admit powerlessness because with that, with doing step one, really just like any of the steps, it's like, oh, I, I have a problem, but you know, because I have this problem, there are opportunities to fix it. There are tools. There, as the book says, there is a solution. But until I am able to admit powerlessness, I'm not going anywhere in my recovery or my life. I feel that, like, I, I always thought, like, um, because what I've learned is, like, uh, yeah, I had a drinking problem. Um, but really, I have, like, I'm the problem. <laughs> and when I find, like, um, I heard this in a few meetings, um, like, when you finally admit you're the problem, you can find the solution. Because if you don't, like, you can just, like, justify everything, really. Um, because that's what I used to do. Um, that's what I still like to do sometimes, but I'm getting better at it. Um, like... Um, like, I feel like when you admit you're powerless over alcohol or whatever your drug of choice is, um, and you realize that, like, um, you don't have to have that as a solution anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I think, like, um, step two and three is, is, uh, like, realizing that you don't have to do that shit no more and you can have help and do these steps um to do the steps uh and uh to find another solution so that's, yeah. i'm so grateful for that yeah <laughs> it wasn't very fun being in my shit it was not <laughs> yeah. yeah like being in my head and having my character defects go one wild <laughs> mm -hmm. is not a great thing for me or anyone else. Oh no, especially when I used to think some of my defects were assets of mine. <laughs> and you could like justify them yeah. for being assets. Yeah. 
like one of my defects is like ego like I didn't even know I had a big ego but then like I mean obviously I knew that when I was told that I was uh I was like no duh because I also um like being having attention and everything like all eyes on me self-validation and I'm just like that makes sense mm -hmm. but also my ego is like uh sometimes calling me a piece of shit or like all this other stuff and then that's another thing mm -hmm. you know I think the ass the asset <laughs> the defect that I used to think was an asset for a while was um my anger and how good I was how good I was at arguing with people because I would say like okay like anytime I would get an, an argument with someone I would say the most fucked up shit and be like yeah I I told them, I them. yeah I showed them and really it's like I'm burning bridges that kind of leads to like the last topic um like a few topics ago that we talked about like mm -hmm. reacting it's like oh yeah you don't have to react <laughs> no no i don't like it ain't worth it like what i tell myself now is like i mean i don't say it out loud but sometimes when i try to um like let go of something or like a resentment towards somebody i'm just like this bitch ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I, I've never gotten in a physical fight. Like, special. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten in a physical fight. But when I would get in arguments, I would, like, I knew exactly where to pinpoint it to make it hurt. Yeah. And I took pride in that. Yes. And that's just being a shitty person. And I've had to make so many amends for doing that exact thing. And it doesn't feel good when you realize, you, oh shit, it's like, at the time I wanted it to hurt, but I negatively infect, infected, impacted <laughs> English. Words are hard, Words are hard. <laughs> um, I negatively. I don't think we actually like know that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say infected again, too. I negatively impacted people. It's pretty shitty. But again, we don't have to do that today. Um, I feel like I'm being too loud. They're having a meeting. Um, okay, the next couple. So, it's already 30 minutes. Wow, it's been 30. It's a fast 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, another core lesson, which I've never done before recovery, is actually holding myself accountable. Like, there's been so many times where I wanted to drink or use or hurt myself or, you know, just do addict behaviors or alcoholic behaviors whatever you want to call it and um i would tell someone or i just i would try to talk myself out of it or i would call someone and be like hey this is what's going on like what do you think i should do and um it's it's kept me it's kept me clean and um it's not always easy but whether it's Telling someone, telling on myself, it's the same thing. It's it's really been helping. Um, do you have anything to share on that? Yeah, holding myself accountable, like, um, I found, find that, like, 
I love the fellowship because of that and like um, the people that I've met um, uh, like to keep me at my shit you know like um, uh, if you can find like uh, those um, few people that will like um, like what I have is I have a few people that know me very well including you um that like uh know know when i'm bullshitting (laughs) um and uh that i can call and um like i can just splurge everything out or um like ask for help or um like go to a restaurant at 2 a.m because i just (laughs) did something uh, drastic in my life, you know, that made me upset, like, um, that's what I like about this program, is, like, you don't have to be alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love that. And I don't want to be alone anymore. I used to isolate all the time. I hated being alone ever, like, even though I'm somewhat of a quiet person, I like being around people. Mm Mm-hmm. Like people, when I was a kid, people would call me an extrovert, introvert, because I would be a little quiet, but I would always be around people. Right. <laughs> and that kind of like, and when I got into the program, it kind of escalated a little bit, um, because uh, I would always be around this place, um, <laughs> or always be around people, and sometimes. Like, that even got in my way to, like, leading to codependency, but, like, um... We could have a whole episode on that. Yeah. Um, that's for another day. <laughs> but, um, like, uh, having people that you can count on, um, like, truly, uh, friends that you can count on, um, uh, is a really great thing. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And for you. Yeah. Um, the last few... Oh, we already talked about that. And that. Okay, so the last one here. Um, and this is something I learned through doing step four the first time around. Um, most of my anger is rooted in fear. Whether it's something like fear of my reputation or fear of feelings or a fear of losing something or someone a lot of times it's like fear of abandonment or a fear of like not being successful or like someone getting in my way but a lot of times when I want to be angry it's because I don't want to allow myself to fear to feel the fear words again um yeah do you have anything on that is like the root of everything. Um, I heard um, once that it is the root of everything. Like everybody, um, uh, like every issue really is out of fear mm-hmm. um, because um, like um, you either have fear or you have faith. Mm. And um, like I, I've had fear like, I used to have fear that I would drink again, mm-hmm. but really, like, 
I still had that reservation of like wanting to go back out, so I had fear of like my fear of wanting to go back out because I wanted to go like it and the it all like um is jambled but like I have a fear of like um uh being a failure at my career or um a fear of uh people that I love um uh like going and hurting themselves again or mm -hmm. going back out or but the thing is like if I have all this fear, I'm not really using up my higher power at all. Um, I might not even like, um, like I would like make fear my higher power maybe. Um, but if I just completely like let that all that go to my higher power, um, and those of you who are listening, they can relate like. Um, if you just let things go and, um, whoever your higher power is, um, like, it'll all be, it'll all be alright, um, in the end, you know? Shit works out. Yeah. When I let go, when I just let go of that control, it, it works out. And it's funny, my sponsor always tells me, like, how free do you want to be, and, She'll also say, like, this situation will work out exactly as it's supposed to. And I actually got to use those words against her yesterday in a phone call, and it was so funny. <laughs> it was great. Um, I don't have any other lessons that I've learned right now. I'm sure there's, like, hundreds, but... My, we don't have time for that. We really don't. It's already been 38 minutes. And if people are even still listening at this point. <laughs> like, it, I sometimes I struggle to get through long podcast episodes. So I get yeah. it. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining me. I really didn't want to yeah. do this by myself. Yeah, it was awesome being back. It was. And um, it's just really, really cool to be able to see how far you've come and how much you've grown. Like, I, I feel like, you know, had we been talking about this stuff the first time I interviewed you. I would have, like, lied about it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, did not know what you were talking about. Or, mm -hmm. um, I would have. Not worth it. Right. <laughs> I would be like, that's cool, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So it's awesome that you can experience, that you've experienced all this. Yeah. <sighs> See, this shit works, guys. Um, I can do it. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. And um, when will you have a year? Two months. That's that's amazing. You're getting your chip this time. Yes. We're not waiting a year and two months. You're, we're waiting two months. <laughs> You're getting yes, it. <laughs> yes. I've like literally been like like looking for that time. Cause also like for people who get their chips, like it's a great uh, way to show the newcomer that you can do it. But 
for people like me, it's also a good way of self-validation. Oh yeah. But that's that's bad, but still. Like, um, you gotta um have everybody has to have good motivators in their life. And um I feel like uh um for me, like the program is like led to me where um I can like finally have that like just moment you know mm-hmm. well thank you so much for joining me yeah, yeah um i'm gonna just close it out um i don't know i guess i'll just do the intro as an outro because <laughs> i don't feel like doing another segment just for this um so thank you guys for listening to justice sobriety where we talk share and tea. <laughs> So really and anonymously, I'm going to change that to something. I have it written down. I just haven't changed it yet. So that's coming too because it's not just one way of recovery for me. Okay. Well, take care, all of you. Until next time. Bye.